There was a point in my life as a Protestant that I knew I had to leave the Protestant church. I had to go to a church that had Eucharist. And I knew it had to be a church that was an historical church that could trace its authority back to the time of the apostles. There are only two, Catholic Church, Orthodox Church. That's it. There are no other options. And I had real problems with the Catholic Church, most especially this doctrine of the Immaculate Conception. This is not a doctrine with the Orthodox Church, by the way. Mary is called Panagia, all holy. But they would never make the argument that she was preserved from the stain of original sin since she needed salvation through her son, just as we all do. And so you have two very different systems. And so the question that I finally began to ask myself is, is as, as a Protestant, is there anything in the scripture that gives me a remote possibility of believing in the Immaculate Conception? Now, you have to keep in mind, this has been a contentious doctrine for a thousand of years. St. Thomas Aquinas rejected it. St. Thomas rejected the idea that the virgin was conceived without stain of original sin. And he wasn't the only great saint and doctor of the church that did that, which is comforting to know saints get it wrong. So is there anything in the scripture that gives me any glimmer of hope to believe that what the church has finally taught is true? And the answer is, for me, yes. And it's in that marvelous line where Mary encounters the archangel Gabriel. Now let's go back to the first reading. Eve is confronted by God, why did you do this? And what was Eve's response? The serpent tricked me. Now you have to understand, it's common preaching to say, well, Adam didn't tell Eve about the whole, well, no, that's not true. If you, in the Hebrew text, the grammar of Hebrew makes it clear, Eve knew not to do this. But she allowed herself to be hoodwinked, as we all do now, don't we? We all allow it. Mary is, confronts an archangel, Archangel Gabriel, and he makes a mistake. So nice to know archangels mess things up every now and then. He does not call her by her name. Miriam, that's her name in Hebrew, Miriam. Instead, he says, Kyrie kekeri domini, hail, full of what? Grace, full of the divine favor. He calls her by her inner being. The name she had, Miriam, who cares about Miriam? This, this creature that God made has something unique within her. Her very being has been reconstituted, so she becomes the new Eve, created in a state of absolute perfect reunion with God. Still with free will, but in perfect union with God. And this just floored the archangel. This is why he addresses her like this. He, Miriam, Mary just doesn't cut it. But kekeri tomini, oh yeah, full of grace, full of divine favor. Yeah, 
the angel sees to the very core of Mary's being, and he's excited by it. And so that's how he addresses her. Now notice the response. She was greatly troubled. Actually, the word in Greek means she was shaken to the very depths of her being. Well, first of all, if you're counted by an archangel, you're bound to be a little shook up to begin with. But to be called by such a title. And the archangel clearly gets a, whoa, whoa, back up, back up, back up. All right. And he said, do not be afraid, Mary. He tries to comfort her by calling her by her name. For you have found favor with God. That faux pas, that angelic mistake, suggest to me, as a Protestant, maybe the Catholic Church has something going here. Maybe the Catholic Church has something going here. There's something about Miriam that is unique, holy, life-changing, and absolutely essential for our salvation. Because her being reconstituted to that original holiness and dignity with God, as the first Eve had, the mother of all the living, now the new Eve will truly become the mother of all the living. If she says yes, As growing up in the Protestant tradition, Mary was treated, and I've said this many times, but it, it, it has to be said again, she was treated very much as a brood mare. I mean, she was just there to have the Jesus, and that's it. We never heard about her again. Big mistake. Because her yes paved the way for Jesus, the Son of God, to go to the cross to descend into hell, to rise from the dead, ascend to the right hand of the Father, and as we celebrate in Advent, to come again to judge the living and the dead. Had Mary said no, this, there wouldn't even be such a thing as a church. Everything hinged on what Mary was going to say. And I have a sneaky suspicion that all the choirs of angels in heaven in that moment waited in silence to hear what she would say. So as a Protestant reading this text, yes, I can certainly accept the Immaculate Conception. Scripturally, it makes perfect sense.